Welcome back, ladies, to another episode of Her Sacred Sexuality. Today, I am interviewing Karen all about her experience at Date with Destiny from this past December 2023. She had insane breakthrough, um, reality shifts, uh, feminine energy shifts, and just so (laughs) much that it was like, we have to do an episode on this. So today is all about Karen. And I'm so excited to hear everything that she experienced uh, at Date with Destiny and a little little snippets about what happened even before then with other events that she has gone to uh, through Tony Robbins. And uh, we're just excited to dive in. So Karen, take it away. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited to share with you guys what my experience has been at Date with Destiny and and even in a couple events that happened before that. And you guys haven't seen a lot of me like on Instagram, if you follow us there or, um, you know, in our stories, Bethany's been like manning down the fort. So thank you for that. <laughs> I have been in like another world of events and integration and just renovations and oh my gosh business it's just been insane in my world and so I wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update of what that journey has looked like for me because as I shared in the last episode I had reached a point in my business like a year and a half ago I was so burned out so much like overworking overwhelmed frustrated just and totally locked up and in my masculine and miserable yeah and anxious all the time and the journey of this podcast and the journey Bethany I've been on of really leaning in and stepping into our feminine energy and ease and flow and our sensuality has been really beautiful to see it because it's been mirrored. And for me, the last three months have been so profound. I actually went to three events that Tony Robbins did and it was like a stacking that happened. So I did mm. relationships in October and that was a six day event in Hawaii, super intense and powerful. And then I did Unleash the Power Within, which is Tony's entry level sort of first off. Like if you've never been to one of his events, go to that one. It's the more affordable one. It's it's also incredibly powerful. It's a three or four day, I think a four day one, and you'll do the fire walk that you might've heard about. And he's been doing this for like 45 years, you guys. So like he's done so many of these maybe even longer, I forget, but they're all super powerful. I've been to, we went to several like five or six years ago before COVID hit and then entered back into, started to, I started taking a, going to a few more because I just felt this call into, into, into this community again. And so regardless of what you think about him, I'm just going to share my story. And this is in no way like a plug or a sales pitch for going to Tony Robbins <laughs> with Destiny. And we are not affiliated with him in any way. Just yeah. wanted to like clear that up from the beginning. This is just <laughs> like my experience and how these events stacked in my life and really kind of came alongside the journey I was already on in, in my feminine. And then, so in date for date with destiny, that's a six day event that took place in Florida in December. So I did one event a month, for three months and the stacking, the like, it was like compound interest, like the the breakthroughs like built and increased. And so I'll just kind of share like a little bit of background of what happened in the first two events to that also like led into the date with destiny breakthrough. Mm. What happened in Hawaii, I may have shared about in this podcast. I don't remember fully, but there we, for every day we did sensual movement with uh, an instructor who would teach us how to move our body and our feminine energy. And if you guys have never done this before, I highly recommend 
trying it just to try it because you don't even realize how locked up you probably are in your body and in your masculine because I know I was and I always felt really clunky and like kind of awkward when I would try to move sensually even if it was just for my husband like doing lap dances and being seductive and I always kind of laughed at myself like why this feels really awkward I don't know how I don't know how to move my body essentially yeah (laughs) I don't know if anyone else can relate to this like they don't teach you this you know in anywhere really you have to seek it out um and so that was so freeing for me because we were in a room of 300 women it was all women so it felt really safe they wouldn't let the guys in and it was low lights and we just practiced this movement mostly on the floor like hands and knees and stretching Mm. it so slow and sensual Mm. and if you're used to like moving fast like the masculine is decisive and goal-oriented and fast and assertive and the feminine is slow she takes her time she enjoys the moment it's all about the pleasure and the experience in the body and and enjoying that moment being fully present in your body and so it was a, a practice for me to learn to slow down and enjoy it and it wasn't even like learn this so that you can perform for men. It was experience this so that you can be free and one in your own body so that Mm. you can be fully integrated and present in your body and Mm. learn to enjoy your body and, and experience pleasure without any shame. And so it was so freeing to, for like two hours a day for five days during this event to just practice this every day um, and get really good not really good because I'm not really good, but I would, I'm still very much a beginner, but to just break through that like barrier of like frozen, awkward, like clunky movement and feel sexy and be able to bring it to my man and like blow his mind with he, like the first time I showed him what I was learning, he's like, I've never seen you move that way. And I felt so confident. I felt like a huntress. Like, yes, yes, this is like, I'm like in my queen energy. This is so divine. This is like, I could feel God's pleasure and Mm. it wasn't performative. It was just like, I am, I feel so powerful right now. So cool. I think every woman deserves to feel that and experience that. And it has nothing to do with your skill. Like yeah. we practiced pole dancing, we we shared hearts, we did all kinds of fun, sexy stuff. But it was like, you get to keep that as a woman. Like, so I yeah. took that with me into these other events. I also broke down some walls between my husband and I, you know, in our relationship that I knew and went to that event, like knowing like, I feel like there's some walls here I need to break down. So there was lots of shifts that happened in that event. And going into Unleash the Power Within, there were more breakthroughs that happened there. I won't go into the details of them. He does something on the third day that is like life altering. It will, it will shift your <laughs> many things in your life. And mm-hmm. I remember having it at that event. It was great. Cause I, I was still feeling this, like this, a bit of like awkwardness, intimidation. Like, do I really fit in here? I'm in this group of, in this, you know, with other people, didn't really know very many people. I did go with a friend. So we kind of hung out that during that time. But I remember having a conversation with somebody there and something kind of clicked and unlocked for me. It was a man. And he said, like, when you were talking about surrender, your whole body changed and you went into your feminine energy. And it was so magnetizing. And just his Mm. reflection to me of me in my feminine, it was like this light bulb went on. And I realized, 
oh, it's that easy. I can turn it on and off. I can, I can lean into it. I can, I can embody surrender and feminine Mm. energy anytime I want. And I realized all the work I was doing to, to work on being more feminine was actually me being in my masculine. Wow. (laughs) If you're trying trying to work on being more feminine, you're in your masculine. (laughs) It was like, because the feminine doesn't work for it. She yeah. just, she just embodies it. it. Yeah. She embodies it. She surrenders to it. Yeah. And it was such a powerful like shift for me to know it was like that, like the snap of a fingers. I can just instantly energetically change my state. Yes. And I think that was so powerful mm. to, to learn. And then I would practice it. And then it was hilarious, you guys. I started noticing like, people responding differently to me like like women that I'd met at a Tony Robbins event like a year before were like I don't either they said like I don't even remember you at that event or they said you are you feel totally different like you seem like a totally different person and someone said to me like were you hiding I was like I was totally hiding I was totally hiding and and someone else was like you you are like a different person. I'm like, I feel like a different person. It was so, so freeing. And then noticing like, just like men's reactions too, like being in a grocery store in, in the middle of like, I would run to a grocery store in the middle of date with destiny and get like restock on supplies. Cause you're there for like 13 hour, 14 hour days and you need fuel. So when you have a break, you, you gotta like get something to eat. And I remember like, just kind of in this grocery store with my shopping cart, this guy comes around the corner and sees me just like make eye contact for like a half a second and like drops his, the thing he's carrying, like bottle of juice he's carrying and like fumbles into the aisle. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not even watching him. I just see it out of the corner of my eyes. I'm like turning the corner. I'm like, what is this magic I have? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> difference in response from everyone around me and like I'm like wait this is this is so different this is so powerful because in the past I was hiding I had walls I had I didn't want to be too feminine or too central because I don't want to like give the wrong impression I don't want to make people think I'm like coming on to them but it's not at all about that it's no it's just a presence it's just a energetic state of being you don't have to do anything but the masculine is magnetized to it. And I think as women, we're taught to suppress it because we either believe the masculine is dangerous and we're not safe. And there are times where you, you know, you don't want to just like shine because you might not be in a safe situation, but in our, in our normal, like day-to-day life, we have this ability to just live lit up and live turned on and alive and just, it was hilarious to me just to observe how people would react differently. And it wasn't yeah. sexual. It wasn't like I was attracting a bunch of unwanted attention or harassment. Right. It was just this, like, I, I was being noticed. I was being seen and I was getting, feeling more of an exchange and a connection with men and women because yeah. I was showing up in my authenticity. Yeah. I wasn't hiding. I wasn't putting on a mask. I wasn't showing a, like a part of me. Like, I only want you to see this part of me, which I'm right. really good at doing. Like I've learned really well over my lifetime from stuff I'll share with you, like how to show you what I want you to see. Right. And we all do that, like in our life. Yeah. 
but it was this like whole different level for me of going, I am going to live fully alive, fully embodied and put myself out there, put my energy out there, put my light out there and to see the reaction, not just the reaction, but just the connection, the like genuine human connection of yeah. men and women. Whereas before I would have shut it down or hid mm. or run away or, you know, just disconnected. Yeah. And to see like how different it is to feel like to not be in that fear, the fear of what being rejected, the fear of what if I send the wrong message, the fear of what if I get that attention and I don't want that attention, you know, there's so many fears yeah. and just to live like I'm safe in my own skin. I'm safe. I'm, this is my, this is me and I'm going to show you. And I'm, yeah. and it wasn't even a conscious thing. It was just like that snap of the fingers. Like I'm leaning into this. This is my mm. energy. This is my state. This is my feminine. And it is magnetizing and it is, it wants to be seen and it isn't ashamed to take up space. That's right. And, and that shift, I didn't have to work it up. It was just like, I'm going to mm -hmm. show up and I'm going to, I'm going to connect. I'm going to love. I'm going to, I'm going to participate in this. And the responses were just so fascinating to see the difference in and in my own breakthroughs of of just connecting with people and walking through this event. And so mm. bringing that into Date with Destiny was like so fun because it was a whole different experience for me, I think, because of that, because I was building mm. on those breakthroughs. So you go to date. So I go to Date with Destiny and these were it's a six day event. He, st he started like late in the morning, sometimes not in the afternoon. He, and there were different speakers. And he went to like three in the morning, two or three in the morning every day. So, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I know Tony goes late like that. He's notorious for that. But I was yeah. not expecting it to go that late. <laughs> Everybody was like, I, I, I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe 1 a.m. But like, it yeah, was late days. So like, so wow. someday, I think one day I actually slept in until noon because I was so tired. Yeah. But it's just so good that you don't want to miss anything. And the first one day is, you know, you're you're kind of building even on each day. You're really redefining the values you live by, what what makes you the way you are, why you are the way you are. <laughs> he talks about the spiritual stages of um, eight levels of consciousness on day three. It's a very spiritual like day and there's meditations yeah. and you're just connecting to God in this whole new way. I love that day. Yeah. So one of the po most powerful things I think about this event is that Tony has had so much experience working with people that he's seen every sort of trauma or pattern that, that exists in yeah. humanity and knows how to help people in it. Right. So he really is truly like a master at this. And something that I really understood to a deeper level is that everything in our life is a pattern. It's not that there's anything wrong with you. It's not that you're broken. It's not that you can't heal. It's not that your trauma is somehow so unique or so bad or you're so depraved or you're so, you know, unfixable. Mm. Everything is a pattern. And at the core, you are you are good. You are beautiful. You are light. And all of the stuff we hate about ourselves, all of the frustrating things, the the negative emotions, the addictions, the traumas, the the you know, relationship struggles the anger the fear all of that it's just a pattern we're just reacting to a pattern in our life that came from somewhere in our past and that was really evident to me and once you realize it's just a pattern it's a lot easier to shift 
Because like if you try to change yourself, like people that work on themselves and try to change and heal, it's sometimes it's a never ending process. Like you're always right. in a healing journey. You're always working on yourself. And I yeah. do believe we're always growing spiritually. But it was this shift for me that was like, okay, I don't have to like heal or fix something. I just have to shift a pattern. Yeah. And that's a lot easier to do than changing like who you are at the core. Yeah. And so understanding that everything in humanity is like a pattern and, and you can consciously like intentionally shift it once you know what that pattern is mm. was really cool. And so the six human needs, he talks about this on the first day and I, it was really powerful to witness. I'd heard him talk about this many times before, but I got a deeper understanding of it. So I'll just share with you quickly, like there's four primal needs that we all have as humans and then two spiritual needs. The primal needs are certainty, uncertainty or variety, significance and connection or love. So everyone in humanity has these needs and we get them met mm. in different ways. We all mm. have the need for certainty. We want to know we're going to be fed. We're going to have food food on the table. We're going to have yeah. shelter. You know, we, we need cer certain things need to feel like there's certainty in our life. Then there's things that need right. to feel like variety or uncertainty. I need to like change up my routine. I need to go on new experiences or travel or, yeah. you know, have just different experiences, different relationships. And then significance is like feeling important in the world. Like what, yeah. what meets your significance needs? Some people get their significance needs met by, you know, even negative things. So you could get significance needs met by being successful and running a company and, or, you know, being famous, you could also get your significance yeah. need met by having trauma and playing the victim role in your life. You yeah. feel significant because you get attention from something that happened to you or something, you know, something, maybe a, a medical condition or being sick, people can feel significant from that. Right. Um, and then there's the love and connection need, which is just core to every human being. We all need love and connection. And at the deepest root, I think so many of us just want to be loved and accepted and connected. Mm. And so that's just, you know, at the root of who we are as humans. Then the spiritual needs are are also so important. And it's growth that we, we're either growing or dying. We all need to feel like we're either growing and if we're not growing, we're dying and we're stagnant. And then contribution, mm. the, the need to give back, to feel like you're making an impact on people's lives. And so mm. pretty much across the board, he realized that if you have the order of your needs matters, like which needs you're, you're most, you need the most, like which one is the most empty or the one that you're always trying to fill and the yeah. order in which you're trying, you know, the order of importance of these needs are super important. And so if you have significance or certainty at the top of your list, you're going to be in a world of pain mm. because no matter what you do, it's never good enough. You might have all the love in the world, all the money in the world, millions of dollars. And this is why many people who are rich and famous are deeply unhappy is because the money and the fame doesn't meet their deep need for right love and connection. And they're trying yeah. to meet their significance need. They're trying to do everything they can in their life to feel significant, but right. it doesn't meet the deeper needs they have of love and connection. And they have to, you have to shift the, the order and certainty. That's you see this a lot. I see this a lot in my work as a mother, like working with other women and mothers that the need we have as humans, as moms to feel certain that our baby's going to be safe and sound and not have, you know, something happen, something bad and, and birth happen or doctors come in and, and, you know, the, the need for certainty and control 
especially yeah. in women, I think we struggle with this a lot. We want certainty and control in our relationships, so we control our man. We want certainty in our birth, so we write a six-page birth plan. You know, right. we interview all the doctors, we Google all the things. One of the areas where I got a breakthrough in this human needs conversation we were having there was because he did an intervention with this woman who basically stood up and said, here's my needs, here's the areas of my life, you know, where they're showing up and like, we looked at our work, our relationships, and ourselves, and looked at mm. how we were prioritizing those different areas of our life, work, relationships, and self, and what needs yeah. were the most important in those areas. And she showed her need structure and just said, like, I don't really think I want to change it. Because we had to look and go, what do you want to change? What's working? What's not? She's like, I, I like it the way it is. I, I want to change it. And it was a fascinating conversation because he really got into the nuances of her needs. And she mm. realized like what she was really calling love and connection, for example, in her relationships was actually certainty. But because mm. she had, because she was feeling certain about certain things, she thought it was love and connection, but it really was certainty. And so mm. she had a, a significant other in her life because she valued certainty more than true love and connection. Right. And then, so everyone, I'm real. I can feel like everybody's light bulbs going on in the room. And I'm like, Oh, shit, I think I'm valuing contribution in my work, number one, but it's actually significance. Mm. <laughs> and that is, and that subtle change of order is creating yeah. so much stress and anxiety and frustration and overwhelm in my life. And that's why I'm overworking. That's why I, I, it's hard. It's so hard for me to set healthy boundaries because I have a need that I'm meeting of significance. And if I don't right. do the work and I don't post every day and I don't work all this time and answer everybody's questions and show up for everybody that I'm not significant. If I'm not growing it and making all this money and making a big impact on the world and it's mission, even though it was mission driven for me, it wasn't even about necessarily the money or the success of it, but it was about like, how am I changing the world and becoming, you know, it created this like need for significance. Like this became part of my identity. And I'm like, Oh, right. but in my head, I'm lying to myself saying, Oh, it's because I'm con contributing and I'm making a difference. So that's a good thing that, right. That's a right. like notable worthwhile value. Right. But I realized, but the fruit is I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed mm. out all the time. I'm working too hard. I don't have healthy boundaries. And I'm like, it's because it's actually significant. It's not contributions. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. okay, I got to, I got to shift the order. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, let's just make that one shift. That's going to make a world of difference. And then I realized why is significance even on there at all? What? Like mm -hmm. take it off, Karen. <laughs> like You don't wow. need you are significant. You are loved. You are worthy. You are connected. You already are these things. Significance is one of those needs that doesn't even need to be on there. But when it's running your life, especially when it's at the top, it's going to make a miserable life for yourself. Wow. So I realized like most of my misery and suffering is self-inflicted because I was chasing significance. <laughs> wow. That's a huge breakthrough. I'm like, oh, it was so sobering and so humbling yeah. to see it. And be like, I, okay, this, everything is making sense. And you have these moments. I had many of these moments at this event and so did everyone around me. Like, oh my gosh, this is why I am the way they are, that I am. Yeah. This is why I do this. This is why this always happens in my relationship. <laughs> wow. That's and huge. And it's so freeing to be like, I don't have to do that. I don't have to chase this. 
Yeah. What if I just stop, like stop? Like I've posted once this year and it's January 5th now. And I'm like, yeah, I posted one day and I was like, I, I don't feel the need to yeah. like, grind every day. Yes. And if I make less money or have less of an impact, that's okay. Cause in the long run, I'm going to be happier and my life is going to be more fulfilling and I'm going to reach more people, the people I'm meant to reach anyway. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yes. And amen. I love right? that. Like, it was like this huge breath of fresh, like a weight fell off my shoulders. Wow. And, that's so good. And, and there's part of this too, that I'm recalibrating. Like it wasn't like everything shifted overnight, but the, 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 the pattern shifted. But then the like neurological habitual patterns, I'm shifting every day. Wow. As Love I that. integrate them. Like there's still habits. I came home and I still had habits I was in every day that were not necessarily good habits, like just staying up too late, like burning the candle at both ends, like not really structuring my day well. But I'm noticing even in like the weeks after this event, how mm. I'm slowly shifting all of these things. Like I'm making self-care a priority in my life. And yeah. I never did before. My self-care oh. world bubble was like the smallest. And and because I'm going after <laughs> significance. So like, I don't have time to take care of myself. I'm just, I'm just serving everybody else. Right. As long as we do that, we're just going to yeah. serve and help everybody. But we're always last. Right. So true. Like you can do that at running a, a, Fortune 500 company, you can do that as a mom homeschooling three kids, right? Like, yeah, we we do this to ourselves, but it's all a pattern. Mm. And this like light bulb went on, and you're like, oh, that's just a effing pattern. I don't, I can change this. Yeah, <laughs> yes, so, so powerful. Um, and then like certainty, you know, there were times where I'm like, oh, I I want certainty, so I'm afraid to move forward and take steps and take risks and be courageous and make. A bold move whether that's like in my business or like to put myself out there I was like I I'm taking off certainty and I'm mm. gonna put variety or or uncertainty oh I think I put courage so we designed our values list and this was fascinating guys we you basically look at everything that motivates you and pushes you forward in life and the rules that you live by and all of this is like subconscious you don't even know you're doing it but we all live by different values this is why you, you can really connect to some people and not others because you might have similar values or similar rules for your values. Yeah. We have away values and toward values. And you basically got to redesign our whole value system. And this is something that you never really consciously think about. So the fact that like he put, he puts you in these peak states and then you write you write down like and journal like what they are. But you mm. can't just like think about it in your head and do the, this exercise on your own. Like you have to actually go through the motions and the the process that he yeah. created for this to make to actually be in those states, emotional and spiritual states, in order to get the download and see clearly. Otherwise, you're mm. just going to write what you think you your brain understands to be your values or your right, values. right. So it's really important to like to actually be honest, super honest and truthful and get clarity while you're doing this work, I realized. And that's, and that's really a big reason why you stay up so late too, because you break through like your conscious mind and you really start to dig into like your subconscious where like you're so tired, your brain is so tired to think oh, sure, that yeah. your heart takes over. <laughs> yes. Your brain is mush. After yeah. like midnight, my brain was mush every day. I'm yeah. Like, I'm not but you probably <laughs> got the most breakthroughs during those times. It's true. And then yeah. there's times I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting anything at all because I can barely stay awake, but I'm 
I'm going to trust that the process is working. Totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so I'm just um, going to read to you like my old values and, and part of this is just knowing myself from past years, but also just try to be like as brutally honest with myself as I could. And I'm like, okay, so my values, like I was most moving toward in my life, like going after acceptance. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who've heard my story on this podcast, you'll probably know why. Like I was believed I was like, rejected or not accepted by my mom like she didn't want to have a baby she left my dad and us when we were nine I still saw her but it was like they had a divorce like I had emotional abandonment like I interpreted all these events as like I am unwanted and so Mm. my greatest need was to feel accepted Mm. that was like top of my list then there's peace I want to feel peaceful that's probably security you know and like certainty I want to feel significance is also on there, like important, mm. loved, um, secure, understood, seen, successful. Those are like my toward values, my away values, the things you're most trying to avoid in your life. Like what emotions, what, what are you trying to avoid the most? Okay. So the values I was trying to avoid most were rejection, humiliation, shame, failure, guilt, conflict, and abandoned. So you can see mm. how like if yeah. you, <laughs> this, that, someone with those values it's gonna have a lot of stress in their life. Yeah. <laughs> like you have yep. to be successful and seen, but you also don't want to be rejected. Yeah. So like th- that's how self-sabotage happens. Like because yeah. you have conflicting values. Like you really want you can't fail. You have to be successful and seen and significant, but you also can't be humiliated or rejected. Well, yeah. that's that's the problem because then you're only gonna go so far and then you're gonna right. sabotage and go, Well, I can't I can't fail, I can't be humiliated, I can't be rejected if I I really go all in, right? So yep. you're going to always hit a certain point and then pull yourself back. Yeah. And so th- these kinds of things were so illuminating to like process. So I changed everything, kept almost none of my old stuff. And this was cool because I did this six years ago, but because I, I wasn't a CEO then, I didn't have a company. I was a mom and I was a wife. So all of my values were completely different. My life was yeah. completely different when I did it six years ago. So right. It was really cool to like, see, this is a whole, almost like a whole new break, a whole new process now. And I was less stressed about getting it wrong than I did right. the first time. I was yes. like, I gotta make sure it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's <laughs> like showing up big time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so do you guys want to know my new values? I'm not yes. even going to use all the rules because it's going <laughs> to take forever, but because each value has a list of rules connected to it and you stay up yeah. until 2 a.m., yes writing it all out yeah (laughs) but I'm going to give you the cliff notes version so my new toward values the values and the the emotions I'm moving toward in life the first number one is legendary love Mm. love was the only one I kept because I I did have love as a value before and I I added legendary because I Mm. I don't want it just be like a feeling in that moment I'm I want it to be like the legacy I'm living leaving on this earth is legendary Mm. I want people to remember my relationship, my marriage, my family, the work I do in pain for birth and her sacred sexuality to feel like legendary. Yeah. Like the way I loved and gave and contributed was legendary. So that's like, that. like a value leading my life now. Yeah. And it's health and vitality. So I realized if that's not near the top of my list, I'm going to burn myself out trying to meet these other values. So I yeah. need to take care of myself. That's the self-care piece that I was like, it was so small before. And now I'm like, I've been waking up and doing like cold plunges in the morning, Ooh. like 
I don't even have a cold plunge. I just fill my tub with cold water from the tap. And it's cold enough that my skin is like burning because it's so cold. Yeah, yeah. But I feel so good when I do it. And I'm mm. starting to meal prep and I'm working out more and like taking, designing my own workouts instead of just doing the ones my husband is doing, like actually taking responsibility for things in my life. Like yeah. this is my vitality and my self-care. And that is number two. Number yeah. three is courage because I was holding myself back because I had these control needs and certainty needs I was trying to meet. And I'm like, no, my new value is courage. I'm going to courageously love. I'm going to courageously take risks. I'm going to courageously lead. Number four, you guys, I think I was most excited about this one because I've never heard anyone put this on their list, their values list. It's pleasure. I can tell she's like, yes, baby. So pleasure is like, yes. I'm like, if I put pleasure on this list, I've never had it as a value before. But I knew it's going to enrich my life so much. It's going to make our sex life better with my husband. It's going to make me enjoy and savor life. I'm going to savor my food. I'm going to savor my relationships. I'm going to have pleasure and joy with my kids and all my interactions and friendships. If I have pleasure on there, I'm going to value myself and prioritize myself and infuse this life into every area into my work and my everything and so it had to it couldn't be number two I wanted it to be but I was like if that's above health and vitality I'm just gonna eat chocolate cake all day and and right right (laughs) (laughs) if it's above like courage or love it's all just selfish right 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 so it's on there strategically at number four where it should be I love that and then I have things like generosity growth and gratitude where I'm giving back I'm growing and I'm grateful. Just being gratitude, having gratitude alone, like will shift everything. Yeah. Yes. I've just seen that so much. He, Tony talks all about when you trade your expectations for appreciation, it'll change your life. Agreed. So yeah. My away values, there's much shorter list, fear and stress, overwhelm, disconnection or distraction. Cause that was my like coping mechanism. When I'm overwhelmed, I just disconnect and I, I get like passive. Oh, and I'll scroll, like get lost in my phone or just like, yeah, it wasn't good. So that and perfection and self-doubt. Yeah. So my, I changed my primary question, which I didn't tell you guys about from how are, how, how, what do people think about me? Or like, will people accept me to how can I generously share God's love with myself and those around me right now? Which starts from the presupposition that I'm already full of love, fully accepted, yes. fully everything I need and you know from God and inside me that I have abundance in me and I can give out from that yeah and so that shifting from just my state of being which was was overwhelm and like anxious and feeling like I was never good enough or never doing enough to enjoying life and and like absorbing the pleasure and the goodness of life and and generously giving back has been shifting like everything for me and it's changing Mm. days. It's changing my self care. It's I'm getting better sleep. I'm taking better care of myself and my relationships are richer. Like I'm actually attracting friendships and people in my life that are also like love the the feminine energy, love self care, love having fun, love. And, and they're spiritual people. They're like into spiritual growth and contribution. And so I just noticed like how when you make these energetic shifts and you do this work to recalibrate your nervous system. And I'll just say too, 
I didn't just write this down. Like it wouldn't change my life at all if I just wrote it down. But yeah. <laughs> on the last day, it's called integration day. And you take hours with a team to like actually reprogram your nervous system. And yeah. you do that through, like these like declarations or incantations, they call them, where you're declaring and, and listing these out, but you partner it with emotional work too. So you're mm -hmm. shouting, you're screaming, you're cursing, you're crying, you're laughing. Like you get yourself in this state where you're actually reprogramming it. And it's not just words on a paper. So yeah, it's so cool to see how this, this journey has part has been, um, so it was really powerful to like do this work and integrate all of this after all of this work with my feminine and my feminine energy mm. and my being in that state, because I, it like illuminated what, what the patterns were behind yeah. being stuck in my masculine, right? The overwhelm, the striving, the like performance, the significance, all the things that were driving it. I'm like, Oh my goodness. It makes, it's making sense. Wow. And it went from like, I'm working so hard to try to do this to like, I can just lean into it and surrender to it. And now I know if I get off or if I go back to like my old patterns, it's just a pattern and I can shift it like that. Right. And I don't have to perform so much. I don't have to, mm. you know, make it perfect. Yeah. Um, it was just really powerful. So That's I so think, cool. yeah, it, it was just a beautiful way to really appreciate and value like this work and this, mm -hmm. and I'm, I feel like it's a lifelong journey where as, as feminine beings, you know, we are on this journey of fully understanding how we're made in God's image and yeah. that we're made for pleasure. We're made for, to enjoy life. We're made to contribute and give back and live in abundance yeah. and generosity. And the more I calibrate to the true essence of who I'm created to be in God's image as a feminine, blissful, loving being that has abundance and love to give, the more of an impact I have and the more I'm enjoying life, the more I'm giving out of the overflow, not out of the lack or out of striving because I'm trying yeah. to get enough or I'm trying to get my needs met or I'm trying to feel good enough or significant enough or important or get right, sick. right. You know, you just, you see it all. You, it's like yeah. the little list and you're like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have to do that. And you do, but then you're like, oh, I can just shift that if you ever fall back into it. So, so many dots were made, connections were made, breakthroughs happened. And that was kind of my date with destiny journey of really integrating yeah. and, and doing like the deep work yeah. to uncover like, what are the patterns behind me feeling stuck and overwhelmed and all these things I'm trying to shift. And it's like, oh, and it can be that. that yeah. We can yeah. just make that shift and, and so lean cool. into it. And so it was a really beautiful way to, to go to these events and see that illuminated for me. And I am looking, I'm just seeing, like, I feel like I'm in this, almost like this down now where I'm like, just kind of ca still calibrating it and still. Yeah. It's like it. marinating now. It's like, <laughs> yes, it's marinating. It's like, I'm yeah. absorbing the nutrients of what I receive. Yeah. And I haven't yet produced it and like shown up and like created that. I feel like there's going to be so much creation that happens on the out yes. the other side, but I'm yeah. in this marination period where it's, I'm still absorbing everything and it's changing me like from the inside. I love that. That's so cool. Thanks so much for sharing all of that, Karen. I know that's, it's a lot to, you know, be able to be open enough to be able to share your process and the things that you once were, and now you're 
transitioning. And I think it, if anything, this can be an encouragement to people and to women that it's like, we always have the opportunity to up-level, to evolve, to change, to make better, uh, make better choices and better mental shifts to have a more fruitful life, to have a more enjoyable life and to really like be intentional, like an intention to attention to detail. And I think that's what uh, date with destiny really does. It makes you pay attention to the details and that they matter and that how we think and how we shift it changes everything. Like yeah. it's working from the ground up, you know? And so I just love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, we're going to end it here. So we will see you next week. And thanks for joining us today, guys. Bye.